Good morning, everyone. You are watching the Wisdom Worth Knowing live stream broadcast, or if you're tuning in on podcasts, you're just listening to it. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing the most popular topic from yesterday, picked by the community. And the quote is, be a hand that reaches out, be a smile for those who have no reason to smile, and be a light for those who live in darkness. It's a very good one. I'm, I'm increasingly impressed with the the topics you guys are picking for the uh, the podcast. If you don't follow the Facebook page, the uh, the podcast topics are actually picked by a series of posts I make, and based on the most popular post, that actually kind of determines the topic for the next day. If you uh, are new to the show, don't forget you can actually now subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, of course, and we are almost on Google Podcasts. I uh, checked in on it this morning, and it looked like it was processing the feed. So we are very close. Uh, to get access to any of those channels directly, just go to wisdomworthknowing.org. There is a nice link there that will actually bring you straight to the uh, the follow pages for each respective um, for each respective channel. So make sure you check that out if you haven't subscribed already. Also, of course, you can share. So back to the topic for today. Be a hand, be a hand, oh, sorry, got some feedback here. Be a hand that reaches out. Let me pull it up here again. Be a smile for those who have no reason to smile, and be a light for those who live in darkness. So this this quote is somewhat convicting for me, uh, and, and when I say somewhat, I mean it just is. Uh, it's one of those things where I always have a difficult time, and it parts part of the reason I can think of several reasons I have a difficult time reaching out to people directly is most of the time, like my default position is to leave people alone. I, uh, I have that kind of disposition. I don't generally try to swoop in and rescue people, uh, or try to force myself on them in terms of helping. I think to a point that attitude is very healthy. Uh, but the reason this is partially convicting for me this morning is because I, I actually started to sit back and contemplate, you know, how often do I, how often do I reach out? And I don't mean just consider myself the hero and become Captain America or Superman and swoop in and save the day. That's, that's not what I think it means. I think what it means is like, how often do I reach out to connect with people, you know, on, on a regular basis? I, I think there's a lot of situations in my life in which I was intentional about reaching out to people. And connecting with them. And I I found other things, other excuses not to actually follow through with that reaching out. I think there's a vulnerability there for sure. Because I don't know what it is about relationships and culture in general. But it's extremely difficult to actually, and maybe it's just me. Maybe you guys have a better time at this. I feel super awkward. Like it, it can feel super awkward to reach out to people. And just say hi in a lot of ways. Now, if I've got long-standing relationships or friendships, it's it's easier to reach out and see how they're doing. But the um, the idea of reaching out to somebody new or somebody I just met, it's less difficult for me than it used to be. But it's a lot easier for me to just shove that aside and say, "Oh no, they're fine. You know, they they don't need anybody." But the truth is, is like if I sit down and think about it, there's 
there's a lot of situations. There's very few situations in my life where somebody actually stops and takes the time to reach out to me where I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to deal with this person. You know, most times I actually just kind of appreciate as long as, you know, they're not super, super nosy about what's going on. You know, as long as they have kind of a good tact about it. And they're just kind of, you know, saying, hi, how you doing? What you been up to? What's new? Like, it's pretty rare that I've received a message like that, you know, where somebody somebody reaches out to me for a conversation and I go, you know, and, I, and I'm offended, you know, by them reaching out. Um, again, I'm not everybody, so I, I don't know what, what your thoughts are on that. If you leave comments, by the way, in the, uh, the live chat on Facebook or YouTube, um, I am following that during the, the live broadcast. Uh, the live broadcasts are 6 a.m. every day, so I don't expect a whole lot of live activity, especially this early in the show. Um, but after, after the, the commentary here, we usually go into a discussion time if there are comments available. If not, we just kind of close, at least for now. But I'd be curious to know what everybody's feedback is on that in terms of actually following through with with actually reaching out to people. What are your strategies even? So one thing that I, I have I have noticed is when I when I do reach out and I think I think it is kind of a a skill that you have to kind of get better at. Like first I just have to admit the fact that it might be awkward. You know, it might be awkward to reach out to people. And that's okay, you know, especially if you're reaching out to somebody for the first time and you don't really know how they're going to react to you reaching out. Um, and like you said, some people aren't aren't super comfortable with it. But I think especially now with the completed disconnected nature of culture where we are, we all tend to trend towards isolation. It's so easy to do now. I remember when I was younger, and, and this may be somewhat shocking to the youth of this generation who have grown up with the internet. I remember growing up and being extremely bored most of the time. <laughs> They're just, in terms of entertainment and things I could participate in, there just wasn't, and, and I had so much free time because you, know, you don't have a job when you're really young. I, I was just bored all the time. And so like, I would have killed to have somebody I could reach out to. And, and now, because there's just so much of everything in terms of content, we are so incredibly blessed in that respect. It is actually becoming increasingly difficult to try to just kind of just um, uh, retire into my comfort zone of, of shows and movies and TV shows and, and friends and family that I do have and just kind of settling in. You know, and never kind of stepping outside of that comfort zone. <laughs> and and that I think that for me, maybe at my age, is just a, a byproduct of, of less spare time. I mean, I do have a family and kids I'm taking care of. I got a full-time job. So the reaching out thing, I think, does become increasingly difficult as you get older. Um, but but this, this tendency towards isolation, I think, is is not good for a lot of us because there's a lot of non-beneficial entertainment we can surround ourselves with. And I don't mean like, oh, these shows are bad for you. I mean, I'm sure there are some that are bad for us, but obviously. But the 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 ability to insulate ourselves is bad for us or can be bad for us. And if we're not aware that 
technology is now offering us that luxury of insulation, we can actually completely lose opportunities and the desire even to connect and reach out to people. And this has been true in my life. So a lot of the times we we won't step outside of our comfort zone and, and kind of take that risk. But the second part of the quote, I think, is is extremely important because the second part of the quote says, be a smile for those who have no reason to smile. I, I have some extra things to say on that. And be a light for those who, who live in darkness. The premise of those two statements are that you know somebody is already struggling. Um, and a lot of the times we don't know because people tend to be edited. We've talked about this on previous podcasts. People tend to edit their reflections of themselves. And so it's very difficult, whether it's even on social media or just in person. People self-edit and they pretend that they're doing really well. Something to be aware of when it says be a smile for those who have no reason to smile is a lot of times we don't know who the people are who have no reason to smile and their smiles are fake. And then to be a light for those who live in darkness, a lot of people, we don't know the type of darkness they're dealing with. I think everybody is dealing with some level of sadness and some level of darkness. And so the quote kind of alludes to you selectively reaching out to the people who who are struggling, which, of course, if people are obviously struggling, reaching out to them is is a better, is, is a great thing to do. But I think a safer assumption is to assume everybody is having trouble smiling today and everybody is in some some form of darkness. And this includes ourselves. The level of that sadness and the level of that darkness depends on the situation. It depends on the person. It depends on the world. It depends on a lot of factors. You know, each person's an individual. So I think, but I think the safe assumption is, is that they're, they're, there are a million reasons for people not to smile a day, and, and there's only a handful of reasons for them to smile. And sometimes it's very difficult for people to focus on the reasons to smile. And the best thing you can do is try to be a reminder of, of, of why it is people could be smiling today. Why, why is it that give serve as an individual reminder of things aren't so bad. I think that's a noble goal to kind of aim for is like, how can I be the kind of person who, when people interact with me, they walk away going, you know what? Things aren't horrifically bad in general. Now, I think that there is a trap here and, and I'm, the reason I'm kind of stopping here for a second is I want to make sure I word it correctly. I think that I think there's a trap here, and I, and I have talked about it in previous episodes, is that there, not only do we have a tendency to isolate, but we also have a tendency to hyper focus on other people. And I think there is a trap in this quote, in which we can spend an immense amount of time focusing on other people's issues and flaws, so that we do not focus on our own. I think that is a major major issue for just the human psychology or the human psyche, is we we just, by nature, by our very natures, find it much easier to deal with other people's problems or to focus on other people's problems than on our own. And so we have this avoidance thing where we will 
put all of our attention on what's going on with other people and none of the attention on ourselves. I think I think a precursor to being able to do this quote well, and I could be wrong. Not a psychologist. I'm not a I'm not a qualified therapist. I'm just a person who who is just trying to express his experience as best he can. I think that there is a tendency toward not allowing ourselves to grow properly so that we can actually pour over into other people. And that that that's the challenge. You know, it's like it's so easy to to focus on other people and not on ourselves, but if we don't focus on ourselves first and we don't get our own lives in order, pouring over into other people is nearly impossible. Or pouring over into other people well is 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 it, no, I shouldn't say impossible. It's it's difficult. So we do need to make sure we are stopping and taking the time to kind of cultivate our own self esteem and our own our own strength. And 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 this is this is something that that is a lifelong process. None of us are going to be perfect. So so I don't want to say wait until you're perfect to pour into other people, but I do want to say that there is a there is a there's a tendency toward avoiding all of your problems at all costs so that you can focus on other people. So I think I think if we if we make sure to take care of ourselves first, and, and I don't I don't mean become perfect. Um, I think that pouring over into other people does become a byproduct of that. And 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 we require an immense amount of work. If we are honest about all of the things we suck at and we are bad at. <laughs> It takes an immense amount of work to uh, to to make ourselves better people. Um, I I personally have a lot of uh, um, I've had a lot of luck in self reflection, in prayer, and meditation on this. Um, it, it helps that I'm a Christian because we do have a we we have a personal God. Uh, if you're if you don't consider yourself a Christian, that's totally fine. But self reflection, self journaling, self dialogue these are impo- powerful tools for kind of like isolating the part of our our the flaws in our our being that that need worked on. Um, and then that self forgiveness, you know, that's another awesome thing about Christianity in general is is the the unconditional forgiveness kind of gives you that grace necessary to to constantly self-reflect and and see all the flaws you're doing and not resent yourself or hate yourself for them. By the way, that's a that's a long process. It's a, you don't wake up one morning and you're like, "Haha, I feel great because of all my flaws." Um they're loving yourself with your flaws. I mean, I'm 37. Man, this was devastating for me in my early 20s when I when I first started focusing on everything I was doing wrong. It's so intrinsically tied to our self-esteem that if we don't forgive ourselves for the flaws that we need to work on, it's very difficult to actually work on them. It's a lot easier just to avoid them. I think I think that there's a a level of of avoidance there too, because a lot of us don't want to stop and take the time to focus on ourselves because we just can't deal deal with the weight of our flaws because we don't feel we have the ability to even forgive ourselves for them. And so it's just easier to just avoid them, right? 
But if we if we don't stop and take the time to at least cultivate that self-esteem on, in, in our own lives, it, it does make it very difficult to follow this quotation that you guys picked out properly, I believe. You know, like how, how can we be that hand that reaches out when we are so empty inside? You know, we need to be reached out to, you know. And I'm not saying that we are going to somehow be magically perfect, but I, I kind of think human beings are like a cup of, we'll just say a cup of water. And depending on the amount of self-care and the amount of de- individual development we're doing, the cup fills up or gets drained. You know, if we're not intentional about making sure we're getting the proper amount of rest, we are treating ourselves well, taking care of ourselves and our bodies and our minds, that cup gets drained a little bit more every day. Um, Spending amount of time in prayer or in, you know, whatever it is that fills you up. If we are not intentional about that, then there's no way that we can actually... I shouldn't say no way, but it does become increasingly difficult. But as you do kind of like build that cup up, it does become easier to reach out to people, I think. And then it's a matter of kind of cultivating the skills of, of taking, getting in the habit of taking people's phone numbers, getting, uh, getting connected to them on social media or Facebook. So then you've got a method by which you can reach out to people. There was a really cool video that I saw this morning, kind of across, across my Facebook stream. And I, I thought it was kind of adorable there was a I think it was a Washington's hockey team that was playing hockey and there's this little girl in the sideline who uh, you know they they get protected by the glass when they're playing when they're playing hockey but there was this little girl kind of banging on the glass to the players and the players were kind of in a, in a warm-up and they were hitting around a bunch of hockey pucks well one of the players saw this little girl and he went over to her to he threw a puck over the glass and she's she had to have been like four maybe eight years old and she got super excited that he was, you know, giving her attention. And he threw the, the puck over the glass and somebody else grabbed the puck. And so she got sad. And he threw a second puck and somebody else grabbed that one. And she got super sad. So they went back and he got another puck. And then he went back to it and he threw that puck over. And somebody else got that one. So then he went back and got a, another puck. Because the girl at this point was, she just looked devastated. And then when he got another one. Tried to throw it over, and it didn't make it over. He bent over, picked it back up, threw it over again. You should have seen this little girl's face. I, I don't know if I can share the clip. Maybe I'll I'll try to share the clip. I'm sure if you Google it, you can probably find it. But when she finally got it, her level of excitement and joy was probably immeasurable. Like, <laughs> I would kill in my age to experience that level of, of joy. But I think the reason I bring that up is because like the topic of today is about reaching out and it doesn't always require like this significant act to make people smile for the day. It doesn't require this significant effort. It didn't take a lot of effort for this player to to skate over to a piece of glass and throw a puck over the glass for this little girl. But he did it. You know, he noticed, he was paying attention. He saw somebody and he saw an opportunity. Now, I think that's a really good lesson for all of us. I just do. I, I'd like, I, I'm watching it and I'm, I'm sitting here going like, am I, am I like that player? Am I, am I, 
Am I so self-involved that I don't see the, the basic opportunities to make people laugh or smile or enjoy their day throughout the day? Am I, am I the kind of person who doesn't actually notice? I'm probably not perfect at this. Of course, nobody would be. But it does seem like there are moments in my day where even if I'm driving through McDonald's and the, the, the person in the window just says smiles and says, have a nice day. Like that's a very small thing, but you know what? It actually does help me have a nicer day. You know, when, 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 or, or basic manners, like this is a big one. I don't, I don't quite know what's happened to manners. I don't know if it's just kind of a, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't seem like manners are more prominent today than they were like 10 years ago, like saying please and thank you and telling people you appreciate them. Um, Like if you go to a restaurant or a store and you're just dealing with humans on a day-to-day basis, I work in customer service and there's nothing more draining than hyper-negative customer base. And it doesn't take much to stoke me for the day. You know, like if I'm in terms of energy, like if I'm dealing with 15 or 20 bad customers, but I get one who who's like super awesome and understanding and like just says thank you. And one of my favorite things to say now is, and I kind of learned this, I think from a customer on accident was, hey, thank you. I appreciate you saying something like I appreciate you, especially right now, because people are very stretched culturally. Um, we, we have a, it's a very aggressive economy people are working in and people are being Good people are being stretched very thin. Saying something as simple as, hey, I appreciate you. You may fill them up for a week or a month. They may bank on that for a long time. So that's just something to be aware of. Just like that little girl, she will bank on that for a long time. I don't doubt it. She may even remember that all the way into adulthood. You know, like we, we don't really know. I think we can be even more impactful on complete strangers because I think th- that those small acts from people who aren't connected with you kind of uh, give you a stronger boost. We have the power as individuals to empower people. You know, it's kind of funny. I don't know why this is popping into my head, but one of the f- things that kids as they get older or as we get older is like we start to you know, like, you know what? This super disappointing magic doesn't exist. And I had to really think about this because when I had a talk with my daughter about magic in general, I had to like think about like, how, how do I communicate this to her? And this was specifically related to a holiday, but I'm not going to go into the details there. But I actually thought about it and I said, you know what? Magic does exist, but not in the fairy tale sense. I mean, it, it may. I, I I don't claim to be an absolute authority on all things supernatural, but the um, we have the ability as human beings to create magic. I genuinely believe that for other people. We, we have a power that we never tap into, and it's simply the power of communication. We have the power to make somebody's day better which I guess you could say is good magic, or we have the power to make it worse. We have the power to make people's dreams come true. This this hockey player, that girl was dreaming that he would he would give her a puck. 
She believed in it. And he had the power to make that dream or that magic come true. And although it wasn't the super magical way of a magic wand kind of magic, it was a, at the very least, it was a, it was a act that seemed supernatural to her. And I think that's important for us to remember. I, I, so I had to sit down and actually explain that to my daughter. I said, you know what? You know, we, we have, that's kind of the, the beauty of these holidays is we take the time and maybe we forgot this. We, we took the time to make a magical experience for people. And we didn't do it to be fake. I think we did it because there, there was a point in time in, in which, and I think some people still grasp this, there was a point in time in which we appreciated what we could do for people. Like what, what kind of, at least temporarily what kind of joy we could bring to people and I think we all kind of forgot we have that power and we almost outsourced it to <laughs> we outsourced that power to to everyone else and I, and I don't think that was necessarily the wisest decision and I or maybe we just forgot you know like there was probably a generation the generation who probably invented all this probably was fully aware of it when they invented it and then it just got lost over time. And and I've, that's something I've actually learned in my experiences. A lot of the times there's a reason. There's a reason for doing the things that we do culturally. There's a reason for traditions. There's a reason for rituals. There's a reason for all of this stuff. And and then we look at it and we're like, oh, that's dumb. You know, like we'll say things like that's silly. That's a That's a silly tradition. That doesn't make any sense. And a lot of it is just we don't understand the context surrounding its creation and and the people kind of started embracing that because there was a moment in history in which they they realized the value of that specific thing i'm not going to get into specifics because there's so many different holidays and but i think people get the idea so we're going to lo- uh, we're going to move into discussion time now i think that kind of covers the topic um for the day pretty well uh, before we move into discussion time, let me tell you about Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading or even the idea of reading but don't have time because you have a partner, kids, full-time job, and crazy time-consuming hobbies like this one, then I have good news for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. Now you can pop in your earbuds and play that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge right from your Android or Apple device. And now for a limited time, you can get your first audiobook completely free. It's a $15 to $50 value. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. More than enough time to even finish that first book. And even after finishing it, if you are dissatisfied for any reason, you can cancel. Anytime. So we're going to move into the discussion. I'm monitoring the live chat. I apparently had technical issues yesterday. Um, monitoring the live chat. I, I know um looks like Bradley's here again this morning. Good morning, Bradley. Um, I know he's, he had reached out during the live chat, and for some reason the message never came through. I do apologize for that. Uh, so if, if I see, I'm seemingly ignoring you, sorry about that. I'm not doing that on purpose. <laughs> the show's still kind of in its infancy, so there's going to be technical difficulties. You can message me directly as well. I won't be able to respond to direct messages during the live show, but... um. 
forgive me if I take a long time to respond to it. Sometimes I'm just busy. I don't have the opportunity to respond. Please do not take offense to that. I will get to it as soon as I can. So Roger Gernon this morning joined us, and uh, it's his first time here, it looks like. He said, first listens. Um, welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, I hope you're enjoying it. I try to do the live stream every morning at 6 a.m. Uh, Eastern. Most normal people are not awake this early, so kudos to you for being <laughs> being part of that. Um being part of the early bird club. Um, but I totally don't blame it. People don't show up. Yusur Atra, longtime listener, back even when I was doing my Craig the Tech Teacher stuff, uh, said, we just want to feel safe. And I, I think there's truth to that. I, that's, in, that's in relation to our reluctance to reaching out. I think there's a lot of truth to that. We do, we do just want to feel safe. And I think with the whole controversy surrounding the pandemic going on right now, I think I think our tendency towards isolation became very obvious. You know, our tendency as humans towards isolating. Um, we already it's already hard to kind of reach out and be vulnerable and expand our comfort zone. And it doesn't take a whole lot to push us deeper into those comfort zones. It actually reminds me of a quote from uh, David Goggins, who I mentioned probably regularly on the show. He's got a book called Can't Hurt Me. Can't Hurt Me. Language warning on that one, by the way. He's a he's a military guy. His language isn't the best, but that's part of the, the military culture. But his quote is, uh, the comfort zone is a wonderful place to visit, but nothing grows there. If we are not intentional about making our comfort zone just a place we visit, we won't we won't grow. I mean, that's a simple truthism. Truism. Is it a truthism or truism? I can't remember. If we don't <laughs> if we don't stop and take the time to step out of our comfort zones, we will not grow. But it is a it is a wonderful place to visit. We do enjoy our comfort zones. Lots of uh <laughs> we love to be swaddled. We love to be swaddled in our echo chambers and our narratives and our and I think there's a lot of powerful people who who realize that, that that's our tendency and then they take advantage of that. And they're like, just just no, just go just squeeze into this little this little box, and everything will be happy. Let us take care of the rest. I think there's a very, very um, aware group of people who who know the power of that messaging. And then, and, and all you have to do is watch the news or politics for thirty minutes, and like really kind of try to see past the headlines to to and and see what they're doing to realize what they're doing. It, it becomes pretty apparent once you kind of are on once you catch onto the game. It's very, very difficult to not notice it. <laughs> it kind of goes back to that uh, that awareness brings change quote we've talked about in previous episodes. Is a, a close friend of mine told me that, you know, awareness brings change. And once you kind of become aware, you're like, oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing there. And in in a lot of ways, they might not even be aware that they're doing it because maybe they don't see what they're doing. So, but. But there is that tendency towards isolation, and we do want to feel safe. Good comment, you sir. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Bradley Presinier says, good morning. Good morning, Bradley. Welcome back to the show. And um, you sir, Atra said, I think I've seen this one. That's the one with the hockey puck. I, I wish I could pull it back up. Let me see if I can at least give you guys some more context there so that you might be able to pull it up yourselves. I did share it on my personal Facebook page. So let me see. 
if I've got at least a link here or some commentary. It looks like it was shared by ESPN, so you can follow ESPN on Facebook. It was shared on February 12th, which was five days ago at 1.48 p.m. It was uh, Washington Capitals was the the team. And it, it it's so adorable. Like, I'm looking at it right now. That poor kid. And I... And I, and I get this, like, innate rage because the first time he throws the puck up, a parent grabs it. He's, he's clearly throwing it to the girl. <laughs> and then a parent grabs it. And a different parent grabs it and hands it to a different kid. And then he goes, does this little arm-crossing thing, and he just stares ahead. Like, like nobody's going to notice that he just totally stole a puck from, like, a 4-year-old or 8-year-old girl. Oh, the things we do. The things we do to ourselves, to each other. <laughs> it's... So it's like, wow, don't don't be that guy. Or try not to anyway. But anyways, go ahead and look that up. Um, I think that's definitely a good reminder. So I think we're going to close for the day because that, that covers most of the comments. I think I gave everybody a shout out who participated. I will be back again tomorrow at 6 a.m. on another live stream. You can follow on Facebook or YouTube for participating in the, the live discussions in the mornings. And... Um, and uh, I appreciate you all coming out. Um, I want to close with our quote again for the day. Be a hand that reaches out. Be a smile for those who have no reason to smile. Be a light for those who live in darkness. And as always, my reminder for you guys today is let's just try to be the best version of ourselves we can today. We'll focus on the next 24 hours, and in 24 hours we will refocus again on that. So thanks for stopping by, and uh, I will see you tomorrow.